Hi, how you doing today? This is Sakara Magazine, and thanks for tuning in, SKR Magazine for short. And thank you all for supporting our segment, Loving Me, our podcast. We're simply excited about that. Today, we're going to open up this show with an interview that was simply golden in my eyes because it gives me a different perspective on the artist Meek Mill. I've never sat down. I never really did a lot of circular um, interviews or studying to those things like that. Um, but they're human just like we are. And... Um, their mindset on things sometimes is a little different from someone's mindset that you may meet way across the world. It could be exactly the same. And when um, Charlemagne the God, so I give Charlemagne the God most definitely respect on this interview. And um, I listen to him from time to time on the Breakfast Club. But what I like about him more is his community work when he comes to Mott's Corner, South Carolina here, where we reside. And um, he gives back to the community during the holidays. And I think that's far beyond any interview that can be done because you got to have a heart for the community. But when Charlemagne the God sat down with Meek Mills and he had this conversation probably about three days ago, it got 1.2 million views, which was simply good. Um, so if you get a chance to check out See the God, um, I'm not really going to go back and forth about what I think, who opinion is what, but there are some good nuggets in here that need to be heard and there's some nuggets that I could care less for. Uh, but Meek Mill had a good um, opinion about understanding who you are and accepting yourself for who you are he made a comment about you know i've been rapping for 10 years so if you come to me and give me a grammar after 10 years it's not gonna make neither here nor there so when he went there first you may be like okay he's really nonchalant with it but no he's really not he's telling the truth so check this out and you know where we come from the rollie is like our trophy to us so you know i connected them together and his name is james knight when they told you you was nominated for a grammy for championships then how did you feel I didn't really feel nothing for real for you being, if we been all the way technical, I was excited. But like me, I've been doing this shit for a long time. I'm a real vet in this shit with me, and I feel personally. Uh, I came from Philadelphia era era of having to stand on the corner, and I'm not a bad rapper. When people say that, they like, it make me mad a little bit, because I'd be like, I was only bad on people when you see me on, on corners, because that's what was going on. People was rapping on the corners. And when we got to studios, you ain't seen me rapping on the corner with people and shit like that. So I, I've been rapping for 10 years. I ain't never really get nominated for nothing. So when I get nominated for something, me, I'm not really going to like, it's not going to excite me to the fullest extent it, it's supposed to because who's judging me? I don't even understand the process. That's dope. I would really be lying to you if I told you that. Yes, I do. I think that Grammy is the highest form of a musical award you can achieve in our world that we in right now. But just... Not even towards them or anybody. If you've been making music and been good for 10 years and never really been acknowledged, it ain't really gonna make you really jump when you do get acknowledged, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I'm a street rapper. I'm, I'm like gangster, hardcore street rapper. I come from that. We always been like categorized as the guys that our art did, didn't really match up to like the commercial or the guys who were like friendly towards America with their music. So. You just don't need their validation, basically. No, I don't need nobody validation. If you know me, Jay-Z can give me a million to a hundred million dollars. I'm going to walk off like nothing ain't going on. Everybody know me. I'm not going to get excited. Maybe if I want that shit get in my hand, I might change it. But just from me doing it, I know sometimes I see people get awards over me. I'm like, I know I'm better than them in that category, that specific category. And it might make me feel insecure or less of a person because I'm letting that 
that group or that 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 academy judge my talent or skill. It, sometimes that can go to your head. So I always try to remove that. I remove billboards, numbers, and shit like that. Like when my album do good, listen, Meek Mill sold 300 first week. You ain't gonna see me post that more than once. Like I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna put it up, but I ain't gonna keep posting that like that's what it's about. Cause that will really drive me and make me excited. What's, what's your uh, connection to Antoine Rose? Well, it's horrific, terrible. Good question, great a question. gang of people under a certain uh, organization killing people that look like us and nothing being done about it, you know? And drug dealers, they got secrecy. Uh, cops kill people, and another cop, sometimes they can know they're wrong. It's, it's a secrecy world. They have their own secrecy. Nobody says anything, and I think at this time we at, uh, these platforms and resources and everything, we can really get on top of what's going on. It's, it's, it's senseless that a cop could kill a, how old is that kid, 17, 17-year-old kid on a video. I think nowadays we found ways to show the world and put videos together like that that can actually touch people that don't come from our world. Because before I think we had to just go off of, what, CNN, CBS, and like out of like 10 stations and shit like that. So they weren't showing that. I got 20 million followers. Jay-Z don't got, he got a big influence. Beyonce, this is the umbrella, I'm telling you. Uh, Rihanna, J. Cole, Uzi, Megan. This the Rock Nation umbrella that I'm under that. We support shit like that. So when they come, I'm, I'm supporting it a thousand percent. And we like a media powerhouse. We could bring the same level of media that anybody can bring in America. It's crazy, because you know, even when, when you see the name Antoine Rose, we see these stories happen so much, you can put any name there. Yeah, it can I mean, be Antoine, I can be Michael Brown. Man, we need to, this need to get played at the stadium one day so people can see what type of shit really take place in our household. This is the type of stuff I be telling you about. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that, you know? We taking them, we doing them things and taking them to the fullest extent, and, you know, making an awareness. Like me, I'm not, my, I got beat up by the cops before, I got hurt many times. That's just not my issue that I speak on, but that shit bothers me a lot. And uh, every time you see if somebody get killed by a cop through my social media, if I see it and I verify that it's a real story, I'm supporting it 100%. What, what, what do you think is the most effective way to combat police brutality right now? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna fuck you. I came from the track. <laughs> I don't know how to compact. Uh, <laughs> I get caught up in interviews a lot trying to be like a fucking, uh, um, a Martin Luther King and trying to come up with this crazy solution. Like, I got booked with a gun. I got locked yeah. up with a pistol. I used to, I dropped out of school in 11th grade, shit like that. When they asked me, what about Donald Trump in the pod? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm from North Philly. I don't know about that shit. I don't know what you could do to stop it, but I know I'm not accepting it in my mentality that it's normal anymore. I used to accept getting beat up by police was normal. Getting shot at. I got a homie right here. He got shot at by the police. We was talking about this two days ago in here. Wow, see, that's simply amazing. And a lot of times we take these things for granted. We have tools, we have outlets that we have these days that we can reach out to people. And I think when Charlemagne, the guy, sat down with Meek Mill, Meek Mill actually opened his heart and he began to pour out because I like his realness. Like, what do you expect for me to say? You know, we don't, you know, some people don't really even care because is it really going to make a difference? So I think he's more zoning in on things that's going to make a difference. What's going to make a difference? I know that I'm not going to accept it as my norm. And that's how a lot of people should be. And once we get that, then we'll be able to understand, okay, this is not normal. This is not how it's supposed to be. And then you begin to to make the adjustments as needed. But ain't nobody wants to be able to um, 
feel like um, they are not up to um, their own standard. And when he said that, I was like, all right, come on, we're talking about purpose now. When Meek Mill said that um, he don't let that stuff go to his mind if, you know, you don't get a Grammy or whatever, it's kind of like because... Hey, I know. And when he said, I know I'm better than this person that got that, or I know I'm good in this, it's like, he's not saying he's cocky. It's just, I just know who I am. And if they got that, good for them. But I'm not about to sit there and judge it because I don't have time for my mind to go to that position to even have a platform for them to even compare. And there's no comparing and contrasting. Keep doing what I'm doing because I'm great within my own self. And y'all got to get that in your mind, period. So, I mean, that's how I, I most definitely feel him when he says that um and i have some more stuff on there i'm gonna let you listen on the way out on the show on sakara magazine um because i love this i I love how you can get a one-on-one listen so most definitely go to charlamagne the gods um youtube channel you can see some more now this morning i got to hear this um now one station i do like to listen to and um i don't really know um if anybody else listens to anything while they're driving or if they're just meditating or what you know um while they're driving I want to listen to Ricky um Smiley sometimes in the morning and he has some simply amazing topics and some things that make you laugh and then some things that make you be like okay I don't know about that (laughs) you know what I mean but this morning he had it um a topic on there and um I thought it was kind of thought it was kind of if I be honest I think it was kind of one-sided um we all know the whole Oprah thing I'm not going to replay it or rehash it. I'm not going to play the interview you pretty much probably heard it if I need to just inbox me and I'll get that link for you and I'll play that recording from that show this morning but I want to say one thing um they made a comment about how Oprah is um pretty much putting a bad name towards our men of color and um she doesn't do that towards caucasians or italians or whatever um and i have to beg to differ because as a young girl growing up in america especially in the 80s and 90s i remember oprah not just zoning in on this black man let's talk about the racism they had down in georgia i mean it's so many different things she's talked about but you have to keep in mind this is the only thing i want to say it's not up for debate it's not up for a big conversation it is what it is she's doing her job as a pr person now she's giving you another side another perspective to look at she's been doing that forever when has that changed mm, so if someone said new money new oprah new topic she's bashing our black man um how you want to perceive it at the end of the day i'm the kind of person i like to be um optimistic i like to think on both sides of the tunnel okay hey we have this story but then what about that always in the middle is the truth so let's keep that in mind um the next time we want to be able to um say things about anybody because at the end of the day we all have a job to do and it may not be it may not be um what you like but at the end of the day it's most definitely um conducive um to our times and seasons I'm trying to say the right thing because um it's kind of hard in the world these days. People take the simplest things and they depict it. You know what I mean? And they, they break it down and then they, they make you um, feel as though that your opinion is pretty much not none of a essence. When it really is. 
So I want to let you go back into listen to some more of the interview with um, Charlemagne the God and Meek Mill, and then we'll come back from there. And um, I mean, hey, no worries. My son to be on point, be a good decision maker. Uh, stay the fuck away from you. Don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I was taught to stay away from cops. If you ask me that I have a choice to get pulled over by a police officer or a regular person, nine times out of ten, I'm probably gonna pick the regular person just so I can keep on going. So the person don't have authority over my life to change the fate of my day. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know. How does your relationship with your son play a role in the decisions you make? In life, yeah, it just give me boundaries. I, I I got a son. I got a uh, I got to look after. I got to take care of him, raise it. I just gotta have boundaries. Like jumping on a dirt bike, getting chased by a fucking cop cars might not be the best thing. Even though I love bikes and that's what I've been fighting for, but now I got a son, so you know I ain't gonna jump on this jump. Maybe for I probably ride once a year, but you know when I did have that, my mentality was different. All I, all I had to worry about was me, as far as responsibility wise. Coming from Philly, man, and you know, just being from the trenches, yeah. when you talk about that environment, how did that environment contribute to the toxic cycle for black men in America? To what? The toxic cycle for black men in America. What? Just, you know, being being from Philly, being in the streets, you know, getting involved in drugs or violence and jail, like it's just that cycle that just keeps going from generation to generation. Yeah. How much does the, the environment contribute to that? Uh, probably 100%. Yeah, it's a religion, you know, like you ever see a suicide bomber, you be like, I used to always try to figure that out. When I seen 9-11, I'm like, how the fuck they fly planes and they kill themselves and they know they're going to kill themselves. It's the same thing. The streets is like a religion. We learn it from when we little ass kids. We turn 18, we'll leave our mom in the house. We'll leave anybody to go to them streets. And I realized that it's not even like decision making no more. Like you would go, we're jumping the streets here first, knowing we're going to go to jail or suffer, be tortured or die young. But it's our beliefs. This is what we believe in. I just got a hold of that type of, like, I, I experienced being around, hanging around billionaires and shit like that, or hanging on fucking, we on an island. So I understand that. I'd rather not be getting shot at. It probably would be better if I go chill on the island with my family and, and, and did some cooler shit, you know what I'm saying? That was all we knew coming up. I got a friend, a young guy, he in the mix and shit. Like, he, like, he peoples, he, he locked in. He, he in the streets, he moving around the streets. But in real life, one of his best friends is Meek Mill, a millionaire. I give him anything. You don't got to do anything illegal to make money. And not just I'm his friend. You got people like Jay, fucking Dez, uh, Mike. Them three people I named, some of my friends, they connected to my friends because of they care about me. So they try to watch out for random people I be around. And just having those resources and connection. The streets shouldn't even be in your fucking mind. We got, I could give my my friend two payrolls or three payrolls or something. He got work and do a job. The streets at this point should not even be in the picture. We sitting in the Bahamas. I got best friends in the streets with babies getting killed. They might lose their life tonight. They can't or go to jail tonight. It's a religion. It's deep. It's buried in them. It's not even like a conscious decision. Man. We live in life all the thinking that it's a conscious decision. When you go to court, I, I had a gun. You can't say your honor. The 30 people got murdered in my neighborhood last week. That's why I had a gun. You can't say that type shit. So, you know, it's, 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 it's an unfair situation. And this is what it is. And uh, that's how we're going to carry it. Is it hard to disconnect? Because we seen you pull up with the exotic cars in, in the hood still. 
yeah, I was I was sick. You know what I mean? It's a mentality. I, and I say the word sick. It's like I got a homie, right? Right now, we go to the Bahamas. I take six niggas, but I be with a hundred of them. So when us six come back, we just had a great time, ball. Now you might got one of them guys that might come to the guy, one of the six guys, damn, yo, what y'all was doing out there, damn, uh, damn, such and such, just feeding poison into one of those six heads because he might not have came on, he wasn't around. I always tell people that. When you go back, you hang around me, you go back to the hood, you're gonna have people trying to put poison in you. You gotta be able to determine should you even let that shit enter your body. Like poison, you have no control of it. Once it get in you, they feed you enough of it, you're gonna be sick. So I always tell people, I be like, you let a nigga tell you about me. We just had the best time of our life. He's sitting in the hood, sick, can't do nothing. If tomorrow I call him and tell him, yo, you take his seat on the jet. What you think gonna happen? He gonna switch him right out. And basically, I've seen that happen a lot of times. So I use that as a like analogy. Basically, let somebody poison you. We poison. Fuck you think niggas? He just we watch a video. A guy say he killed a woman and don't know why don't he know killed why. her. That means he's poisoned. Something's the matter with his head and. From the video of watching it happen in 1997, he'd been in prison. He had to go through some shit. It don't look like he got poison in his body no more. And I think coming up in a bad environment, death, murder, and shit like that, can be poison. And shit on your doorstep, you won't catch it. But when you got a gift like you got, you can take that poison and turn it into the poetry, right? Yeah, you can, but it's still your brain, like your mind. Your mind frame is bad like they teach you everything that's good is bad you understand like yeah, the environment yeah, yeah, yeah. we come from is like like if you wanted to become a cameraman like in the hood and this like now it's changing because you got social media niggas will talk so crazy to you because you had aspirations of doing something that they never <laughs> like I, I i pj kev i got homies that's gangsta as fuck i watched them mesmerize i watched them watch him having fun and they wished that sometime, they even say it sometimes, damn, I wish it was cool to be like you 10 years ago. But the way we was raised, nothing was cool. It was cool to just go to jail. Yeah, you can't be the nigga going to school that nigga going to school. Yeah, like yeah. if you went far in school, it was like, if you went to college, you was labeled as a weirdo where I came from. That was the chief where I came from. If you went to, if you just was smart, you was a weirdo. If you stayed to yourself, you was a weirdo or like a clown to us, but that was our teachings and we didn't really know any better. They told us everything that was right, it was wrong. Basically, don't. And see, that's so true. And I know I have a lot of military friends that can say that too. Like, I was considered a weirdo because I was kind of like quiet by myself. But it wasn't as a, I wasn't that I was a weirdo. It's just like, what you're doing doesn't like entertain me. It's not stimulating my mind. Like, okay, the things that you're doing, I don't want to do. So, you know, um, it's not a letdown or put down to anybody. And I'm not going to go back and dig up dead bones for no reason. But I can most definitely relate to it. You know, being smart was not the coolest thing. Being, you know, it was kind of weird, you know. So when you see you got a black girl in the engineer class taking AutoCAD engineering, I'm the only black face in there. So that just trumped on more. Are you weird? You know, okay, who does that? Why don't you go to school for cosmetology? Mm, maybe not. So, you know, you got to be strong in your mind in a lot of areas. But before we wrap up, I most definitely want to bring this young lady to you. Um, Sarita, Sarita Jakes Roberts is really, really good. And I want you to hear something from the Woman Evolve. If you go to womanevolve.com, it's a great, great message because um, we're going to be wrapping up here in a few moments. And I just want you to get a little clip of how she um, interacted with the women and hopefully you can get something from it. If you get a chance, go to her um, page and subscribe. 
and I most definitely am going to forward this on my um, Facebook page. You can find my information on Keys by Khadijah, um, or you can find on Sakara Magazine, which is on social media as well. Um, if you need to spell Sakara, it's S-E-K-H-A-P-R-A-I, and it's simply um, going to be there for you. So if you get a chance, just go ahead. It's going to be labeled podcast, um, review, and check it out. All right, so I'll just make sure that was up there too. So that is up there on the page. So yeah, it's up there. I don't want to say it's up there and it's not. But take a listen to this really quick. Some great, great information. I love you, child. I paid her to do that. I'm going to be in Luke 8 and 47. Can you all just help me? My best friend is here and I just happen to be married to him. Can you just help me love on my husband who's supporting me? And that's a very important thing too. That's my boo thing. Okay. <laughs> As if I live on some type of high horse that allows me to look down on others who should have made a different choice, not realizing that I myself have found myself in positions where I knew better. I knew I should have left the relationship alone. I knew I shouldn't have spent the money, but I did it anyway, and I had to pay the consequences. If you think about it, when Eve came into the world, she had this innocence about her. She had never known pain. Everything was set up in such a way that she only could flourish. And the moment that she ate from that fruit, it was like a part of her died. So I guess God wasn't lying when he said if you eat from the fruit that you will surely die because there was a part of her that she could never access again because she ate from the fruit. I call that casket, that casket that follows us into our relationships, into our worlds, into our societies and cultures. We're all carrying a casket. We're carrying this moment that forever shifted how we saw the world. We're carrying this moment that forever changed our ability to be innocent and carefree because pain met us. And when pain met us, it changed us. It would be one thing to just have a casket, but Eve has to deal with the issue of carrying a casket and a curse. Yeah, that part of her died and it wasn't enough for it to be dead, but now she's dealing with the curse attached to the casket. Let me make it plain for you, Free Chapel. It's like you end up in a bad relationship and the bad relationship changes the way you see every other man after that relationship. The relationship was the casket, but your shift in perspective was the curse. The abandonment that we suffer as children that makes it difficult for us to be vulnerable to other people. The abandonment was the casket, but the curse was that we couldn't let anyone else in. Yeah, in a room this size, there's probably thousands of caskets and curses attached to our lives. And so as I have been diving into the story of Eve, I recognize that in many capacities, each of us have an Eve that is attached to our name. I love it because when God gives the curse to Eve and to the serpent, he tells the serpent that he's going to put enmity between the woman and him. And that ultimately he's going to slither around 
on his belly and he's going to eat dust and he's going to be cursed more than all of the beasts. But he tells him your greatest issue is not going to be that you're on your belly. Your greatest struggle is that there's going to be enmity between you and the woman. How do I know that that was going to be his greatest struggle? Because the word continues in Genesis 3 and 15 and it says that she is going to have her heel bruised by the serpent, but ultimately her heel, her seed would crush his head. That's powerful. That gives hope in the middle of caskets and curses that there's a cross. Yeah, even though she's probably in the most broken moment in her life, the most shame-filled moment in her life, in the middle of those cracks, in the middle of that pain, there was this promise that God inserts that when it's all said and done, it may look like the enemy won this moment, but when everything is said and done, I'm going to give the woman a seed. And when she produces that seed, it's going to crush the head of the serpent. So never sleep on a woman who has a casket and a curse because she also has a seed. It's to her name. All right now, I think she said it so elegant. I think she put it the best way. And ladies, keep going. Do not ever second guess your driving your purpose. And because it may be looking like some kind of way for the moment, but that is not your engine story. Now you know if you need to check her out again, that's Sarah Jakes Roberts. And she is simply amazing. I love that she is straightforward. That message is called Girl Get Up. And it's produced in December 2019. So it's a fresh mes fresh message. Um, go and check her out her page. If you want to subscribe, you can. If not, whatever fits you. But as long as you're able to get the message. Now, you know, I'm about to go into E.T., the hip hop preacher. That's what he is in labeling his title as on YouTube. We know him as Eric Thomas. So I am so excited. It came out today about 10 hours ago. Well, not really today, about 10 hours ago. But some probably are just getting it today. Depends on what time. You could be on a Dubai time, which is a different time from our time. Let me tell you, this one is called Build Your Own Table. I will not play the entire thing. I never play anyone's entire stuff because you need to go support these people that are actually pouring life into you. Let's check it out real quick. So, so I, I rock with the strength and conditioning coach. Why? Because the strength and conditioning coach be playing my stuff while the dudes is lifting weight. You understand? And that's the problem with some of y'all. Like, the reason why you can't blow up one, you feel a certain way and you timid. Don't be timid. You have nothing to lose. But you got, but you got everything to lose if you don't go up and shoot your shot. You got every, you have, look, stop doing that. You see somebody, you see an opportunity, you deserve it. You, does that, you, do you, you deserve it, does that make sense? You deserve the opportunity. Go up and say something to them. And number two, yo, stop, stop, stop. Okay, I wanna say this respectfully because I'm on camera. Stop admiring the girl at the prom that you didn't go there with. And dance with the chick that brought you there. Mm, uh oh, say it again. I'm gonna say that one more time. That's why a lot of y'all can't blow up. Because you go into the prom, homegirl coming in, she looking all good, you staring at her. She wouldn't bring you to the prom to save her life. If you was the last date, she wouldn't take you. But the chick that took you, you disrespected her. You wouldn't even doggone got to the prom without her. And that's what a lot of you doing. Like, you're not rocking with your homie that, that believes in you. You're trying to get somebody on TV to take a picture with you. Doggone take a picture with your grandma that's going to work every doggone day to try to help your... Ooh, uh oh, come on now. 
<laughs> Come on, see, that's why I can't be watching Eric Thomas because he be on some real type stuff. I be telling people that. Why you trying to get so-and-so approval? Why you going so hard for that when you got somebody in your corner right here? You got family right here. How you going to leave us and go over there when we're sitting right here? You invite us to his invitation, but you're not carrying us through the invitation. Come on now. I'm just being real. That's why some of y'all can't blow up. Because you're worshiping people that ain't done nothing for you and pouring back into the people that's got your back. You run around here trying to take pictures with people that don't even respect you. Uh-oh. But the people that respect you and trying to help you, you don't want to rock with them because they ain't celebrities. Stop doing that. Is that clear? The people, so that's why I'm stopping to take a picture with everybody. Because I know why I'm here. No disrespect. No disrespect to the, the, the NBA, the NFL, like some of them my dudes. But I don't go, I just want to take a picture with you because I'ma say this too, I gotta be, I gotta make sure I don't mess up. My team be getting on me all the time. Stop wanting to sit at tables with people you see on TV and build your tables with the people that you're close to. Build your own tables. Amen. Y'all see Tyler Perry did it. Build your own. Some of y'all see what Tyler Perry did. You like, I gotta go meet Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry didn't have to meet nobody. Tyler Perry looked in the mirror and met himself. All right, so we're going to end it with that. Eric Thomas, if you want to check it out, most definitely go to his page. It's E.T., the Hip Hop Preacher. Eric Thomas, Build Your Own Table. Um, it came out 10 hours ago. Get this fresh meat. Let this thing rest in you like manna and go forth. And I most definitely love you to life. This is Khadijah. And I'm going to end out because I only had a request for the recent... Um, segment that was on cnn town hall gets heated after the house democrat announces impeachment vote so i really didn't want to play it because it's not really my cup of tea but somebody else wanted me to play it um requested so it's very important to me what y'all want to hear because that's what i'm here for i'm your pr top of the line specialist and we're going to make sure that we get anything that you need out there take a listen to it and i love you to life my name is khadijah they are parents, I don't know, but we are going to school fees. Thank you for tuning into that commercial. Now back to regular scheduling. The list of House Democrats who are publicly undecided on impeachment is shrinking. This morning, Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan published a newspaper op-ed explaining her decision to vote yes on both articles. And last hour, at a contentious town hall in Rochester, Michigan, she explained it. The thing that was different for me is this very, very basic idea that the President of the United States would reach out to a foreign power and ask for an investigation for personal political gain. While we may not agree, I, I hope you believe me when I tell you that I made this decision out of principle and out of duty to protect and defend the Constitution. I feel that in my goals, and I will stick to that, regardless of what it does to me politically, because this is... And this is represented... 
Representative Elisa S L O T K I N from Michigan, and wow. Wow. Um, you see the contention in that room. Yes, some cheers, some boos, some other noises. Watching that are more than a dozen other House Democrats who have yet to announce their intentions. This group has something in common. Their districts, yes, went blue in the 2018 House races, but they also voted for President Trump back in 2016. Uh, there you see it, right there. Welcome to Politics in America. 18 House races, but they also voted for President Trump back in 2016. Uh, so I wanted to play that back to you because what he's talking about is the undecided swing district Democrats. I don't want to go so fast that you didn't really get what's going on. Now you have... I don't want to say I'm all, but I will because I know it's audio. You have people that were undecided swing district Democrats that actually did vote for Trump um, previously. So these people are undecided swing and they're Democrats. You have Representative Underwood, um, Horn, you have Stevenson, you have Kind, you have Cunningham, you have um, um, Golding, you have who else? Sherelle. Bustos, Kim, like about three or four more people that are kind of undecided. So yeah, like I said, I, I keep up with this, but I don't really go into the politics like that. But keep in mind, you, you got to watch how this thing go. So anyway, I most definitely wanted to end out with this. And until next time, I love you to life. And my name is Khadijah. This is Car Magazine. Look forward to hearing from you. Hit me up. Text me in my DM box. Let's get it going with what they think is the and, party. And I, I want to give, I want to give, as you jump in, I just want to give Congressman Slotkin some credit. Uh, whether you agree with her or disagree with her, I don't live in her district, but she wrote an essay explaining herself. Then she did a public town hall. A lot of these members now in both parties are just, you know, because the town halls do get contentious, because people do get up in your face. Because guess what? Your opponents organize and send people into the room. That's fair. This is America. It's politics. But it, it takes courage to go into a room and do that. And more and more politicians in both parties are just shying away from it because it is contentious. I'm sorry. I mean, the political...